0: The Big Vets on Campus Podcast. Podcast.
1: Podcast. All right, here we
2: go. Spreading the court. Ten seconds remaining. They just
3: got to throw it under the basket. Under the basket. It's the truth for the win. Gone. Oh, they it. A miracle. A Double order.
1: Hit that one from the parking lot.
2: Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by BetMGM. I am your host, Kai McEwen, joined by the rest of the three-man weave crew, Jim Root and Matt Cox. If you're not familiar with the show, you ought to be. We go through the college basketball slate, focusing on the Wednesday and Thursday games, maybe a touch of the weekend, but uh, fellas, last week... We started off, as we always do, with our Moneyline specials. Our live dog of the week is what we call our section.
1: Where's my dog? Uh-huh,
0: there's my dog.
1: Where's my dog? Uh-huh,
2: And we did pretty well. Army came through for us, beating Sienna outright in overtime. Cash, what, what? Let's go cash, troops. Cash, cash, cash for Jim and Kai. Hooray, hurrah. But the other teams we picked... Hey, they covered. If you bet them on the spread, you did well. Uh, not me, though. I took Air Force against Portland. Did not work out, but Jim and Matt both took Delaware State. They covered against Columbia. And then Matthew Cox, your Missouri State Bears, covered against BYU. Congratulations, No state. Thank you. Uh, proud proud uh, child offspring of two Missouri State alumnus. Let's go Bears! Go Bears. Jim, we have some good options for this week as well. I will say though the matchups are kind of tricky with the MTEs going on, your Maui's, your PK eighty fives, your battle for Atlantis'. And that last one is where I want to start off. Let me pitch this at you. Butler plus 12 per Ken Pom. Sell, Sell me. We don't Sell know the actual me, <laughs> we don't know the actual spread quite yet, but they play Tennessee, a very dangerous team, one that we really like this year. But remember, Tennessee dropped one to Colorado and Jim. We
3: think this Butler team might be underrated. Oh, they are definitely underrated, Kai. I will yeah. say it strongly. These Bulldogs are, if they're still outside the top 100 in a couple of the computer rankings, and that's crazy. They're nowhere near that. They've become, Matt, we talked about, kind of a trustworthy favorite. They've blown out some really bad teams. That's not yeah. how I thought about them in the past, but they've been really solid this year. Now against Tennessee, if it's 12, I mean, it's crazy. I don't think it will be. I think it'll be like 10 or 9. Yeah. Uh, but there still might be value on the money line here. M- uh, Manny Bates is a dominant shot blocker in the interior. Tennessee may or may not have Euros Plavsic back. Their their big towering center. Without him, they're a little bit thin up front. They have to kind of go small. I think there's a, a decent chance that Baylor, or, uh, excuse me, Butler competes here, Matthew. I don't know if they're going to win, but I will almost certainly bet them to cover. And so for that reason, I'll, I'll make them a, a live dog here.
0: Yeah, I'm going to split my bet between money line spread. I just think this Tennessee thing. They smashed Florida Gulf Coast after they lost to Colorado. I don't know if all of their issues are resolved just because they beat a team they should beat in an angry spot. So I'm hoping maybe those cracks start to reappear um, here in Paradise. And I think Butler's a team that can exploit it as well as any kind of underrated power conference team as well. as they are as well connected as they play. Now they're not deep. They're also a little bit banged up themselves, but mm-hmm. they got enough bodies to compete in this game. So uh i'm looking at like a plus 300 three to one price or better for money line that's kind of my target range we'll see where the line opens up but
2: well matt how about lipscomb going to chattanooga a little offshoot from, the, from an nt so. here you love nuga we do love uh dan earl coach of chattanooga he is a genius but lipscomb's very experienced they have no slouch at the head coaching position themselves with lenny acuff and they beat belmont took notre dame to the wire but you're not you don't by the Lipscomb Bison.
0: I'm taking Nuga. No, I'm taking Nuga taking here. I think Nuga. Nuga I'm taking Nuga. Um, I know they're not a full strength right now, but Daryl's like maybe the best coach at college basketball right now no, that no not. one knows about. Okay, he's up there. He's really if you put awesome. that no one knows about, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah that's a big sorry. I, I cut you, you off. That's
2: my fault, Matthew.
0: <laughs> um, and I think Lipscomb's a little bit overrated at this point. I think Earl's a master game divisor, and he'll have a good game plan to stop
3: uh, Mr. Assadula up front. Lipscomb's got a little more versatility to their scoring repertoire this year. It's not just the Sadula and prayers anymore, which is which is rather impressive. But man, yeah, Chattanooga is so solid. Not a team I'm looking to fade in any way and losing outright as a big dog. I, I, I got to stay away from here, Kai. I, this, one, this one's not for me.
2: Fair enough, guys. And Jim, I'll, I'll just give you a three-pack here. One's a short dog, so I'm kind of not really counting this one. But I'm looking at Jacksonville against Campbell. They're going to be a short dog against the Camels. Jacksonville's very tough. I think they could win this game outright uh pretty easily. I, I will be on this spread, guaranteed. Yeah, that um, game's
3: gonna have like 57 possessions,
2: right? Yes, it's gonna be gross. hideous. Absolutely hideous. Not the trash man pick of the week. We will get to that one. But Jim, how about a twofer on Thursday? Army plus 10 per ken palm against Princeton. This game's in uh London, and the, the ground troops did cover for us and and went outright against
3: Siena. Hey, Speaking we send of... our ground troops abroad. They're always solid. There you always go. Always solid. Especially as well travel in as any the... as any <laughs> group. <laughs> That's right. And
2: Sienna Jim, as well, the team army beat out right. They're playing Florida State. And I'm just writing down hey, why not?
3: Why not fade Florida State right now? They are uh dysfunctional, those seminoles. They did manage to get a win over Mercer, but I remain unconvinced that they're fixed or even remotely fixed. I'm with you. Sienna is absolutely worth a shot here. And the troops probably are, too. Army and Princeton is going to be a really erratic, Matt, you love a high-variance underdog here. There's going to be a ton of threes taken in that game. Princeton is not any sort of uh, scary defensive team. I think Army can get theirs. I think these are both worth a shot. Kai, Sienna, I like more, though. Matt, where do you stand? Uh, I like the dog because I think there's a, it correlates with the under, and I love the under.
0: I like it for one reason only. The venue that this game is at, Copper Box Arena, it looks like a, the old copper box, like, like a dystopian, like jail cell from the outside and the lighting in the inside from the picture. looking at it. it looks really weird. I'm sure they have some like steel rims or something like there's something something off with of this game. Not just the fact that it's in London, which is weird. And it would have self body clocks probably off. I'm just all over the under. If you like the under you typically lean the dog. So
3: I'm all in on leaning the dog as well. I throw one thing out Matt there were four games played in Dublin Ireland as part of the Acer and Matt challenge yeah. and three of them went over and the fourth one i think stayed under by like a point so i i i don't know take. if it's like yeah. defenses don't travel but we'll see we'll see that's true you kind of forget like if you're sluggish that also applies on defense which
0: can, it it can also go both ways yeah
2: okay so quick recap for the live dog of the week i am going to be on
3: Siena and Army taking two shots here jim what are you on uh, I will also be on Siena. I think I think you talked me into at least taking a small piece of Army. I'll be on Butler to cover. Again, I don't think they'll win outright, but I think that number will be too big, and hey, that means you have a chance of winning outright. So up to you if you want to split and put on uh, the, the money line there. This is a short dog too, Kai, because Villanova's banged up, but I think Iowa State beats Villanova Ooh. in their MTE. Villanova's not figured out offensively. They don't have a point guard. And they're taking on an Iowa state team. Who's looked really good right now. Their defense is swarming. Now we talked about that kind of the way they are defensively intimidating. Like that's really good in the non-con and they were awesome. They're like the best non-con team in the country last year. I think the the cyclones will be a nice short dog winner there.
0: Yeah. And I feel bad for baby arch at point guard already getting a lot of ton of shade as being the worst power conference point guard in America. And then you have to go <laughs> against that Iowa state pressure. I, I, I do wish you luck. Uh, young, young buck. Hi, I'm taking Butler cover moneyline split and army to cover, but I'm too soft to take moneyline. So
2: yes. I'm sorry. Yes, you are. We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin Ultrasoft? Blowout City is the next section we're gonna do. Fire in the hole. Oh, this place about to blow. Hey, last week, the boys did pretty good. We were three for three, and 0 on our our calling out of our blowouts. UAB beat Presbyterian by 31. Marquette beat LIU by 37, and Alabama. Matt's special beat Jacksonville State by 42. The the tide extended late there. Guys, a couple I'm looking at this week on Wednesday. North Florida is going to Kentucky. That spread is around 26 per Kimpom. Little Rock is going to Matt's alma mater, Indiana, spread around 31. And McNeese State is going to Baylor, spread around 34. Boy, I think all three could be blowouts. But Matt, I will say North Florida did impress me a little bit against Duquesne.
0: Yeah, and Kentucky hasn't impressed us, right? Like, everyone's talking about how Calipari is doing this weird throw whatever at the wall and see what sticks with his rotations. I, I mean, I think the athleticism and size mismatch could make this a bloodbath, but of the options here, I think Indiana is by far the best one. Um, Baylor's good because Baylor's Baylor, but Little Rock's a disaster. God, this team's awful. They play fast. They try mm-hmm. and kind of speed you up. It's just ripe for a complete beatdown Um Maybe worry about maybe a sleepy spot, Jim, for any of these guys, but
3: I just think Indiana is is built to play well as a large favorite this season, which has not been true in years past. I I thought there was a chance of a sleepy spot for Indiana after the win at Xavier, and they beat Miami of Ohio by thirty. Like they it are started just sleepy in the first ten teams. minutes, but then it just went on a yeah flurry and then was done. Yeah. Yep. They they've got a great home environment. I think even during Thanksgiving week they'll get a, a solid crowd there because IU being good is so exciting for uh, for the Hoosier faithful. Little Rock is terrible, like you said. I think they're going to be very easily blown out. And I use deep, so even when they are playing like yes. their second unit, they're they're like eleven through thirteen scholarship mm-hmm. guys. They're pretty touted incoming freshmen or guys that were touted in the past, trying to prove but, themselves too, trying to prove themselves. Yeah. Yes. So I, I, the foot doesn't come off the pedal for them. Uh, I like Iu a ton here, Kai.
2: Yeah, I do too. Um, I will say Baylor. McNeese gets blown out a lot over the past couple of years in these non-con games and Baylor can certainly do it. I also just really wanted to quick mention Duke is playing Oregon state. And yeah, I'm hundred percent betting this hundred yeah, percent Duke, Duke, Oregon state around 20 is a spread. No way it'll be higher. Um, they're going to destroy the Beavers, unfortunately for the Oregon state fans.
3: Duke's been awesome as Duke a big will... favorite this year, except against yeah. Bellerman, who is this weird tough to figure out. Offense slows it down, shortens the game. 58 possessions, they were able to limit that to. Oregon State won't be able to do that. I think, Matt, that has blowout written all over it. Duke will have like double the fans that Oregon State has there, despite it being
0: in Oregon State's backyard. Yeah. And uh, both of you will be in attendance, and since you're backing Duke, just I me. expect you to be cheering loud. It's just Kai, sorry. Yes. Sorry, Jim, not to... Wow, <laughs> you're just gloating that I'm not going? and rubbing it in, making hey, am with you. It? I'm, I'm, stuck, uh, I'm stuck back in the, the miserable
2: winter of chicago as well so kai please bring yes. us a winner with with the doubles oh, okay sure hey before we get to the power games of the week our dear friend stucky has a quick message from our sponsor
1: as a reminder the big bets on campus podcast is proudly presented by bet mgm so kick off the new pro football season with the king of sports books sign up with bet mgm using bonus code action 200 and your first wager is risk-free up to one thousand dollars Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877 8 hope ny or text hope ny in new york call or text the tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or 1-888-777-9696 in mississippi in ontario if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you please contact connects ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge sports betting is void in georgia hawaii ohio and utah and other states were prohibited promotional offers not available in nevada and new york
2: And now we get to the power game of the week.
1: Oh, feel the power.
2: Oh, I can feel it. Touch on the marquee matchups we're looking at this week. Now, we don't know the Maui matchups yet for Wednesday. So caveat here, guys. Okay, we're recording this in the past. Give us a break. But on Thursday, we know the opening matchups for PK-85. And that's where we're going to focus here. Matt, Alabama and Michigan State is probably the best game of the day. Alabama looks unstoppable. Sparty, better than advertised excited about this one who you got very excited even more excited
0: about alabama because i'm not all the way a believer in the michigan state <clears> start which people have sort of raised an eyebrows like oh michigan state decent uh the kentucky game i don't really give them a ton of credit for that i think we've sort of know that, that kentucky is a major work in progress I'll give some credit oh uh, yeah okay i'll some. give i'll give partial i'll give partial credit sure yeah. i'm giving all the credit and extra credit to alabama for what they've done so far and it's been nothing short of magnificent they're playing defense they're kind of re-embodying this physical toughness brand of basketball on top of running up and down, playing blazing fast, shooting, getting to the rim, the rim and three rate, it's obviously through the roof as it always will be under oats. I just think Alabama's a different tier than Michigan State talent wise. I think they have a different gear. And that'll come to come to pass in this, in this tilt on the neutral up there in the
3: pack northwest guy. Kind of. Yep. I'm on the Crimson Tide with you, Matt. I, I'm so impressed with them so far. They went on the road to South Alabama, a talented in-state mid-major that's looking to get their their shots in at Big Brother, and they demolished them. Completely took care of business. They're number one in the country in two-point percentage defense. Wow. Which is like, to me, the ultimate sustainable defensive stat. Like if yes. you were taking away the rim, making shots really difficult on opponents, that carries forward. I'm so impressed with Alabama, and we just haven't seen them. Take on a power conference foe yet, so they don't have like the the national love. This is be their their coming out party against the team that we've seen be really tough so far, and to have Alabama take care of business against them, like I think they will, then that'll really open people's eyes. So tied for me, Kai. Yeah, major egg on my face for my preseason doubt of Alabama so
2: far. Like like Denny's Grand Slam breakfast egg on my face. Currently, uh, <laughs> I, I agree for the tide. Two more here. Florida plays Xavier. That spread is about a pick, most likely. Both teams very much need of signature wins. And then UConn plays Oregon. Ken Palm's got this UConn minus four. Honestly, I don't know how the Duck fans are going to travel to Portland. They probably should travel a lot, but I I know Pac-12 fans, Jim, they don't really exist. So I don't know what to think oh. about
3: this one. <laughs> I think there will be a decent amount of, of Duck faithful. Can I can I talk Florida Xavier? Is that all right? Talk I do both, baby. Instead? Yeah, I okay. just want to tee you with both up there. Beautiful. Uh, Florida Xavier, two teams we were high on preseason because of coaching changes. We thought big time upgrades. We liked the rosters in both. I have a hard time cracking this one, but Matt, I think I lean towards Xavier. Uh, Florida has been solid, but not great. They lost at home to Florida Atlantic. They were down at halftime big to that terrible Florida State team. We just made fun of and live yeah. dog of the week. They're not t- fully figured out yet. They're They're still sorting out rotations, that kind of thing. Xavier, I thought, actually looked really good against Indiana. They didn't win, but they had a banged up Colby Jones. We didn't even know if he was going to play until the day of. And they hung with them, you know, haymaker for haymaker with the Hoosiers. I kind of like Xavier here. I just think they're a little more proven, a little more ready. Uh, Do you have a take on that one, Matt, or or, or the Uh, other matchup that Kai alluded to?
0: I have a stronger UConn lean. Um, okay. I'd stay away from the Florida Xavier thing. I still stubbornly believe in Florida, even though it hasn't looked as great as we thought to start so far. Um, Oregon getting both their guards back, Hawkins and um, other guy. Oregon. They have two guards. UConn. U- UConn. UConn. Yeah, the two guys, just get Jordan Hawkins and insert other guard, just came back. I'm blanking on his name. Okay, anyway, Jackson. Jackson, thank you. I mean, UConn hasn't really had their backcourt all season, um, and I think they can compete with Oregon up front. I mean, Oregon's bigs are Monstrously long and Dante looks like a different beast this year. Finally, he's kind of hit that next level, but Yukon's got Sonogo and in, in a lot of length and size up front too. So they can combat that mm-hmm. and a slight edge to Yukon's guards now at their healthy time. So I like the Huskies.
2: Yeah, I, I lean towards Xavier like Jim, and I agree on Yukon. They they're quietly killing everybody. They haven't played the best competition, but they're smoking guys, and they're have they have three or four guys out of the lineup. So I, I kind of agree with you on the huskies here. Still not a
3: huge believer in dan hurley if i'm being honest um but oregon i like has the i like the uh me. the under in oregon yukon uh, we've seen yukon play pretty fast so far i think maybe that slows a bit against the power conference team and mm-hmm. oregon's going to zone them one of the few teams that can really control their defensive possession length is our zone teams and oregon's is really really slow i think they'll Pump the brakes on some of UConn's up-tempo action in that game. We'll slow to a a crawl and a big man brawl in the paint. Like that angle.
2: And with that, we move to mid-major game of the week. Just two with the MTEs, the nature of them. We have more power marquee matchups. But on Wednesday, we have a great one with Kent State going to Charleston. Ken Palm's got it around a pick. Boy, Charleston, Jim, has at-large aspirations. It's conceivable. They make the field as an at-large. And it's also feasible for Kent State. Because they do have road games against, drumroll, Gonzaga, and
3: Houston this year. Crazier things have happened. Who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, you steal one of those and suddenly you're feeling really good. Yeah. Uh, Kai, I I think I kind of like Kent State here. Charleston might have a bit of a, not a hangover, but they, they won their tournament with an awesome crowd backing them throughout the Charleston Classic. First time that they've ever won it as the home team. But I don't know if that if that's going to carry into holiday week as as maybe people got hyped for that tournament and then went home or are, mm-hmm. aren't going to be around as much. And Kent State is really really good. Very good. Uh, their backcourt's super solid. They had a couple injuries early, but they got healthy and they're right back full strength now. Matt, I like the Golden Flashes, but if you want to bet yeah. this, wait because the market has bet Charleston <laughs> three to five points in every single game. Mm-hmm. So I, I think. They will probably take money again here, and you can get a little better value on Kent State if you wait. Jim, me and my market mob will be at the gates waiting to hammer Charleston. So
0: once we're done with, uh, once we're picking off, done picking off our value, you're welcome to come back in. But yeah, I will be on Charleston here again. Wow. I agree with you; it's kind of a dead spot. I like Kent State. Maybe not mean not even a great matchup really for Charleston. Kent State's got more physicality, and that could be a kryptonite for um, for the Cougars. But I just still believe there's a lot of upside left in this Charleston team. It's deep. It's a lot more talented than meets the eye. I think the Pat Kelsey's ingenuity is finding guys that are just perfect fits Mm -hmm. for his system. Untapped value in the D2 landscape. They're really good. They're a lot better than the roster looks. I'm still in on the Charleston thing. So we're coming for the doors, baby.
2: And then Friday we have San Francisco at Davidson. This one is more of a higher mid-major matchup. We should say two teams that are still kind of figuring it out. I think Davidson Jim, a lot of turnover. Obviously, San Francisco, a lot of turnover as well. Just quick thoughts on this game from
3: both of you. Um, I don't even know who I lean. This is a toss-up for me. I am not a fan of this Davidson version. I I just haven't loved what I've seen. They've had a couple solid performances. It's not like they're over against the spread or anything, but their defense is abysmal. They have no athleticism. And last year, I think they covered for that by being a little longer on the wings. They were really smart. Uh, They hacked it in, forced you to shoot over the top. Now they're just kind of getting beat off the bounce and they can't keep you out of the lane. I have some real worries with them. And San Francisco, they've got talent, man. They, they've got Tyrell Roberts came from Washington State. Marcus Williams, the old Mountain West freshman of the year. He was at Texas A&M last year. Khalil Shabazz is an NCAA tournament guard. We saw him help San Francisco get there last year and their front court is deep. I just think San Francisco's better and Davidson isn't. They they haven't solved it yet with their coaching change, Matthew.
0: I agree. I I'm torn on this one to be honest. Like I look at San Francisco, what they've done so far, and they have played some tough teams, like kind of feisty trip to the trip to the dentist type teams. I still believe in their talent. I believe they haven't quite hit their stride yet. There's a little more room to fly for the Dons. Well coached, still under the Todd Golden um, tree. Chris Carlubson, like you said, there's talent there. There's depth. I think it's actually more size up front, which is shocking to think in a San Francisco versus Wichita matchup. But I do like Dons.
3: There's a revenge angle for Davidson because they Absolutely. lost out in San Francisco last year to the Dons, maybe.
0: Oh, yeah, it's true. At
3: the or did at Davidson win that game. No, the Dons got him because
0: they played him at a Steph Curry at the. Uh, yeah, that's right. Warriors it was the Steph player, Curry right? game. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, the not so
2: home, the not so neutral, neutral game. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I'll lean Davidson, but I'm skeptical of both teams. All right, Trash Man Pick of the Week.
1: I'm the trash man. Just throw me in the trash. You're garbage, and you know it. Totally unreliable. Undependable. That's it. You've been told off. How do you like that? Good.
2: Hey, last week's was actually kind of efficient. Elon North Dakota, only 66 possessions, but over 1.1 points per possession for each team. Not as trashy as we expected. This week, we got a real doozy. We got Mississippi Valley State, arguably the worst team in the country, traveling to Air Force It's a 16-point spread, and it's featuring two of the worst offenses in the country. Uh, Mississippi Valley State, 359th. Air Force, 309th per Pum, And 65 possessions is the projection here, Matt. This is a trash, trash pick of the week. Yeah, it's gross. I kind of think Mississippi Valley State competes
0: here. like They're not going to be athleticized. It's not a word, but it is now. By Air Force. Um, and I think they just can maybe have one of those games where, as you just witnessed, as Mizzou fans, Terry Collins goes completely ballistic. Um, they got a couple other guys that, I mean, I'm not going to say they have talent, It's Mississippi Valley State, but they have guys that can get hot. And this is sort of a matchup where they'll be comfortable playing against Air Force's defense and maybe they can not get hot. And I
3: think 16 is just a big number for an Air Force team that isn't electric offensively and that plays really slow. Yeah, and Mississippi Valley State's playing slow. George Ivory has totally slowed them down, tried to hit the brakes, and we've seen year after year the Lindsey Hunter teams get smashed because they try to play 75 possession games with teams with way better talent, and at least they're playing smarter. I don't know if that team can solve the matchup zone that Joe Scott's going to throw at them or if they can defend Princeton. But in a game that's going to be as slow as I expect it to be, I would lean towards the dog. Also, like like Matt mentioned, Air Force, not not a big favorite crusher in, in my perception of them
2: yeah man i'm torn air force just beat upstate by 27 i didn't even know they could do that <laughs> uh, but they are hurt a little bit i guess i lean mississippi valley i probably won't bet it and again folks don't watch this game just 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 don't watch this game uh okay we're gonna end this section with our spotlight section uh where we like try to highlight trends or uh stuff of that ilk around college basketball this week's trend is over kings and under darlings that's right. Teams that are really good uh, going over the point total and teams that are really good going under the point total. There are two teams in college basketball currently that are 5-0 and to the over. They are Fairleigh Dickinson, who's playing faster this season, perhaps faster than expected under, under their new coach. And Baylor, the defense has not been quite as sharp as expected.
3: Currently also, Jim, playing at the fastest tempo ever under Scott Drew. Surprised. Yeah. And they're, they're so guard heavy. I guess it makes sense. I, I am a little surprised by it just because it's, you know, it's so out of the ordinary for them, but they're playing to their strengths and that's kind of what we think of in a good coach who adapts his system to the roster at hand. His best lineups have two six, one guards out there with Flagler and Cryer running around, burying triples. County George is a difference maker, especially in transition. I think that's relatively sustainable with Baylor Matt, I'm sure you'll harp on their defensive foibles as being a big part of it, too. I know you're skeptical of the Bears defensively, uh, but I, I buy that. And fairly Dickinson, that's a small team. They brought like a, a 5'8 and a 5'9 guard from Division II level. I'm not surprised that they're bad defensively, but potent on offense. I think I think that's also uh, going to carry forward. Yeah, I just don't love Baylor's
0: defense as like the dynamite destructive perimeter Pressure version that we've seen the last two years. It's it's good. It's just not great. So I think this they have a really high standard, and the market is baking in their defense is like a top ten, top twenty unit, um, and I think it's trending
2: closer to like you know top fringe top fifty ish. I guess two more notable undefeated over teams, uh, both four and zero. The Mac Fireballs of Toledo and UAB, and I believe Toledo continued that trend today against East Carolina. Had to check the the total score on that one, and then Oakland. A team that's basically, hey, we don't defend and we love to score. So I, I would say no surprises there for those three teams nodding in agreement are Jim and Matt. I sure yes. am. Yes.
3: Yeah. They there fit are, the bill, Kai. They fit they, the bill. It's not they do. It, Usually when I hunt for for over or under teams, it's very tempo-based because I find mm-hmm. pace to be more predictive. But there's always a few teams that are so bad defensively yeah. and <laughs> so much more focused on the offense that you can find overs. And that's like exactly what I think of with Oakland. That team has not shown any interest in playing defense this year, even though they're playing zones sometimes defensively to try to slow teams down. doesn't matter. They're going to give up points. Points indeed. But these teams do not give up points or
2: rather they don't score points or they just don't play very fast. These are the under darlings of college basketball. There are five teams in the own five club. That is five and O to the under Minnesota. No Jamison battle for the first few games here clearly has affected affected their scoring. Boise State, one of the grossest teams to watch right now, Matt. lockdown defense, slow pace, bad offense. Wyoming, without their center, Graham E.K., maybe a bit counterintuitive. Utah, one of Matt and Jim's favorite teams. Although, we're going to talk about them maybe a little bit more because their opponents have been, I think, a little bit misleading. And then Mississippi State, under Chris Jans, new leadership there. Uh, has them playing at a top 10 defense currently per Ken Palm Matt. those five teams pick one out and tell me about them. Mississippi State's my favorite of this bunch
0: like if you want to back one of these teams in the next three to four games just blindly betting their unders I think that's the one I would choose uh, they just have a lot more of momentum from defense is awesome. Uh, tempo is slow, but actually, maybe even inflated by the fact. I mean, they just played Marquette, for example. They played a South Dakota game before that. They held them to 66, 62 possessions. You, they, I think they're going to crawl even more. Look at James's history. They're not shooting a ton of threes this year because they don't have many shooters on that roster. So I think offensively, they're going to struggle to score against Marquette. Their offense is really cramped, it's heavily execution reliant. I just go down the line, there's a lot of things working in Mississippi State's favor from an under perspective. Um, And as they play higher competitive, closer games, I think that'll even
3: compress the pace more. So Mississippi State Unders are probably a good look going forward. I was super impressed with how they slowed down Marquette. Like Marquette wants to go, go, go. And that was a 66 possession game that had a bunch of possessions in the final minute where they like traded back and forth. It was even slower than that from a, a normal a normalized sense of it, Kyle. I'll leave Utah to you. Mm-hmm. Wyoming is the one that's really strange to me. I thought they would hit the gas without Ek, and they kind of tried to. Their possession length was really short for a while, but then their MTE they played really slow. And recently, Hunter Maldonado hit his head on the ground, I think, and has a concussion issue. Didn't play most of their last game, and they can't score without him and Graham Ek out an extended period of time. I know they've got those three Pac-12 transfers. Those guys aren't very good. They weren't <laughs> no. good at, they weren't good in the Pac 12. They just kind of had the shiny USC slash UCLA label coming into the Mountain West. And that team is really, really dire scoring the basketball right now, not living up to preseason expectations at all. And I, I think especially if Maldo continues to be out for a while, mm-hmm. then they're going to be under city. Under city, maybe even a fade target as well. Yeah, I will end it on
2: Utah here they've played uh bakersfield idaho state and sam houston three of the slowest offensive teams in the country also pretty good at slogging games up they've played liu who is one of the worst offenses in the country and all-around worst teams and they've played georgia tech who is also very tough uh on offense and uh they play very zone is slow zone you down defense, yeah slow it's, you just, down. It's, a,
0: it's it's gross yep
2: So they're a little misleading, I think, because Utah does play a little quicker on offense. However, they also slow teams down on defense. We'll see if that trend continues forward. I tend to think it'll bounce back. So
3: maybe be cautious on Utah and not just blindly follow that trend. I'll say final lesson here. If you're listening to this Wednesday morning when it's out today, you've got Mississippi state against Utah. Yeah. That game could be disgusting, slow, very defense heavy. A lot of bigs, very little shooting on either side of the ball. That might be worth the uh, hunting the auto under bet there. Yeah, I would endorse that as well. Speaking of, just a final bet
2: recap before we sign off. I'm taking Army and Sienna on the money line. I am going to ride with the Tide in PK-85 against Michigan State. And I'm taking Davidson, the Wildcats, against San Francisco in one of our mid-major games of the week. Those are my picks. Jim, going to you.
3: Taking Butler to cover against Tennessee. Up to you if you want to sprinkle the money line. I think Sienna is worth the money line against Florida State. Taking that. Also going to be on Iowa State against Villanova in their MTE. I think that's a good wager. I'm going to participate in the fade Oregon State. Fade the bad Pac-12 with the first game of the PK-85. I think Duke blows them out with Kai on Alabama in that game. I think they take down Michigan State. And then in the mid-major game of the week, it sounds like Matt and I are head-to-head. I'll be on the golden flashes of Charleston, assuming it gets up to... Kent State. Charleston. Right. Uh, Kent State. Yep. Uh, assuming it gets I up was getting, to like three and a half or four after it gets bet.
0: I think I'll i nix Charleston just because I feel like it's going to end up being like Charleston minus three or four given the market. I just don't really want to endorse that at a at a bad number from my angle. Now, if you're a Jim Believer and Jim Backer, then then ride with the flashes. Kai official plays for me. Butler... Uh, money line and against the number I'm going to take army the troops over across the pond uh, against the number and then also Duke to smash
2: Oregon State so boom love it folks thank you for joining us on the big bets on campus podcast again thanks to MGM good luck on your bets this week and we will see you next week